was lovely. Uh, that's what I'm going to be talking about tonight, is how much Jesus cares about us. Um, so, good evening, everybody. I'm back doing my favorite thing in the world, preaching. Um, you know, I get nervous to preach on Sunday nights, and the other day, Brit, or, uh, Dwayne told me that the Sunday before we head out, he wants me to preach Sunday morning, and I was just like, okay, great. I can't wait to do that. So, yeah, I'm already nervous about, about that one. I'm probably more nervous about that than I am about leaving. But um, anyways, um, that's what's coming up. We do have a leave date now in case, you know, you haven't heard. We're going March 11th is when we fly out. Um, we are super duper excited about it. Um, it's kind of hard to believe that it's actually finally happened. Um, but even though you know we have our paperwork, we have our visas, we have our money, we have um, you know everything in place, the devil has still not stopped trying to keep us here and keep us from going. Um, and tonight, that's kind of what I'm be talking about is, is how how much Jesus loves us and how we can we can rely on God, we can rest in Him because um, just. I'm just going to use a couple examples of experiences I've had. God is, is always right there with you. Um, you know, one of the verses I'm going to use tonight, you know, is one that says, he, he never leaves you, He never forsakes you. And that's uh, something that, you know, I, I, I take for granted sometimes. I think a lot of believers do, you know, like, it's just like flipping on a light switch. You know, people in the third world think that that's crazy. We take it for granted. Um, and what we have... What God has given us, you know, His grace and His salvation is something that, you know, we do take for granted, but should never ever be taken for granted. So um, let's pray and then we'll get started. Uh, Heavenly Father, I just I thank you for the crowd here tonight. Um, I just thank you for their faith in you. And um, God, I just pray that you will um, speak to, through me and, and use me just in some way to, to speak to someone that you want. Uh, you want a message given to um, I just pray that uh, you bless everyone here tonight and uh, go with them when they leave. Your name, Amen. Okay. <clears throat> so, like I said, the devil has been trying to stop us. Um, it seems like uh, ever since we got uh, our visas applied for, it's just been like every week has been something crazy happening. Um, just just this last week, we actually found out that our apartment that we had rented, we've already paid a deposit, signed contracts for, um, you know, it was totally locked in, was gone, poof, right out from under us. Uh, they, they sent us an email saying, sorry, we had to rent the place out to somebody else, we'll have a place for you in May. And we were just like, oh, great, because we just bought plane tickets to leave in March, and we don't want to wait till May anyway. So, you know, immediately, Kim and me, both of our hearts just drop into our stomachs and we start going into freak out mode where we're, you know, we're just trying to think of a million different options and, and things that we can do to fix the problem when, you know, really we should just be, we should have just been praying about it and, you know, not worrying. But, you know, we, we were doing the, our, our usual thing. We were just worrying about it. And, um, you know, we kept emailing all these different landlords and people that we knew, um, 
just our friends from the, like the summer we spent there, like, hey, do you know anybody with a place? Um, and, and it was starting to look pretty bleak because we were not finding anything at all. And then, you know, uh, at the very, very last second, we found a place that we could barely afford. Mom and Dad had to help us out on that one uh, just to get us a place to stay. But, um, I mean, finding an apartment for six weeks in a city, you know, it's, it's not easy. I mean, I'm sure you can imagine, but, I mean, God just totally reached down and, and made this happen because we were hitting nothing but brick walls. And, uh, you know, over the last five years, I mean, that's just one of a million different stories um, where God has provided for us, in, you know, in miraculous ways, you know, that may not seem like that miraculous, you know, when nobody got raised from the dead or anything, but, uh, you know, God God intervened, and any time he does that, it, it's, it's miraculous, and, you know, at least that's how I feel about it, so, um, so God opened the door, we got this awesome place, it's, uh, it's going to be really fun, actually, to live in, because it's right in the old town. Um, and Jerona has a, a beautiful, beautiful old town. They filmed all kinds of movies and stuff there. So it's going to be lots of fun. And there's gelato everywhere, which Sunday is crazy for. Uh, so uh, God definitely took care of us. And, you know, he opened the door. And, you know, after we were able to breathe a sigh of relief, you know, you look back at how you reacted. And, and I was disappointed with myself because, you know, why is my faith so weak? You know, I just felt like that's that's how I felt. I felt like my faith is so small and so weak. You know, how am I going to survive two years of of being gone and, and and all this? You know, and that's just one more example of the way that the devil is using every situation he can to try to steal the joy that we, you know that we that we anytime we come across any the devil is right there behind it to you know do something. I remember. Um, and not that this has anything to do with our visa, but the day we got it was the day that um, my uncle died. So, you know, we were, we woke up full of joy, ready to go down to the visa office, but we had a text waiting for us, you know, that kind of <coughs> put a damper on things. But anyway, um, I don't, I'm not saying that the devil had anything to do with that, but. You know, it's just been a, a roller coaster of, uh, you know, emotion and, you know, faith and just seeing God work and just having to believe that, you know, through all this time, I mean, five years is, is a long time. It really is. Sunday's about to turn 10 this week, which is crazy. So half of her life has been spent, you know, with us trying to raise money and move to Spain. So, you know, it just shows God will... He will get you there if he tells you to go. Um, uh, I have a, another example that is, is pretty good. Um, there was a time when uh, Kim and I didn't know where um, the money was going to come from for our next car payment. We were uh, broke. You know, I mean, that happens a lot when you're a missionary. That's not a real high-paying job, you know. Um, but God has, God has blessed us and taken care of us, um, you know, countless times. And, and this is just one of them. So we had this car payment coming, and we were really sweating it. 
because, um, you know, you don't want to miss your car payments. You don't want to lose your car. It's kind of a big deal. We needed it. And um, about two or three days before uh, the bill was due, you know, we had just been praying about it. You know, God just help us figure something out. We got a letter from the bank saying, uh, you guys have paid, you know, way more than you needed to. Um, so, you know, you don't have any more payments due until September of next year. It was like 17 months. And we were just like, what? You know, we, we had no idea, <laughs> you know, that was even possible. And we just got this l- crazy letter in the mail saying, you know, you, you don't have to pay your car bill this month or next month, you know, whenever you get around to it, you pay it. So, I mean, God has like seriously done, I mean, just, just crazy, crazy stuff. Another thing I, I could mention is the fact that we got our, our visas in three weeks. Um, there are two other families in the process of moving to Spain right now through Jim. Um, one family, it took five months, and the other, it took, they're on their seventh month, and they're having to go back for another interview. Um, so they're not even sure if they're going to get it this time. They may have to start over from the very beginning. We got ours in three weeks. Um, like when we told our field supervisor that, she was shocked. I mean, because it took them a year to get theirs, didn't it, Ken? Yeah. They said it took a year to get theirs. I mean, they just they couldn't believe it. So, I mean, you know, we know that God wants us there now, and that's fine because that's what we want to. Um, we are very excited and um, humbled, honestly, just to be able to, to do this. You know, when I was a kid, I, you know, I always thought missionaries were heroes. Um, you know, we would learn about them in Sunday school and in RAs and stuff like that. You know, now I am one. It's just weird. I just, I'm just like a normal person. I'm not even that good of a person, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's, it's surreal. Anyway, um, if you would turn or I can just read, um, it's second Corinthians chapter 9, verses 8 and 9. Um, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. As it is written, he scattered abroad, he gave to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Um, so yeah, basically, what's he saying there? We, we are in God's grace. God's grace abounds. It's everywhere. There's more than we can handle. Um, and we will always have all sufficiency in everything. I think when they say everything, they mean everything. I mean, I mean roof over your head, food in your mouth, stuff like that. And then uh, I love the part where it says he scattered abroad and he gave to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Um, that you know that reminds us that it's always, always there. Um, I had a girl this week in junior high. Um, they, they they ask me every every day when I go there. They all know, but they still ask me, "Why are you going to Spain? Where are you going to Spain?" And I, you know, I say, "I'm going to be a missionary." They're like, "Oh, so you go to church?" I'm like, 
Yeah, yeah, I go to church. And, you know, it's school, so I can't just start preaching right there. But um, this, this girl this week, she was like, I have a question for you then. And I was like, well, okay, what, what's your question? And she goes, how is forever real? And I was like, well, um, I don't know. I said, that, you know, that's just, uh, that's just one aspect of God that you have to take on faith. I said, you know, that's, that's why there's faith involved in, in Christianity. You know, some things just can't be explained. Anyway, um, another verse I found that was a good one was um, Hebrews 13, 5 through 6. I, I really like this one. Um, make sure that your character is free from the love of money, being content with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. So that we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? Well, there's, there's a lot to unpack in those two verses. Um, first of all, having a be a part of your character to not love money. That's kind of anti-cultural for us, isn't it? I mean, what, what is American culture based on? Capitalism. Capitalism is what? Get as much as you can. You know? That's so it kind of goes against the way we were brought up and the way that we we're taught to think by society to um, you know not have the love of money be a big part of our personality. I mean, you know, for the secular world, you can see how money is such a big part of their lives and consumes people and you know, it, it doesn't make you happy. You know, if you, half the people who win the lottery end up going broke, you know, and miserable. So, you know, you can be poor like me and be super happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what was to worry about? Anyway, um, so, you know, don't have greed in your heart. Be content with what you have. For he himself said he will never, des never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you, so that we can confidently say, so what's saying here is be happy with what you have. Know that it came from God, that you couldn't have done anything to earn or get it yourself. Rely on God and you will be provided for and you will also have a witness so you can confidently stand up and say in front of people, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can a man do to me? You know, you can literally let go of your fears. Um, that's, that's one of the things I had here. Um, but, I mean, I can stand here and, and tell you from experience, and I'm sure that most of you could, could do the same, that, that these words are true. These words are absolutely true. Um, God will never leave you or forsake you um, you know, I, I have so many Christian friends that I talk to that that don't go to church anymore, and, and I ask them why, and they just say, oh, you know, I, I just don't feel like close to God anymore. And I'm just like, you know, you, you ask them to, to live in your heart, right? Like, you can't get much closer than that. I said, you know, and I always tell them, you know, no matter how far you think you are from God, He's always right there with you, you know. 
there's no escape, so, so to speak. Um, but yeah, these these are not empty words. These are not empty promises. These are words you can you can base your entire life on. You can bet your life on these um, because God always always comes through. Um, that's been my experience. So. Yeah, I guess the, the summit of the point is we can live in God's love. If you live in God's will, you don't have to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow, how you're going to make your car payment, or how you're going to make your house payment, or whatever, because God is going to take care of you. You're going to have everything that you need. I mean, he, he assures us so many times in the Bible that we will be completely taken care of. Um, in, uh, let's see, the final verse I was going to use, I was going to save it for later, but I'll just go ahead and read it. It's Matthew six thirty-three. Uh, you guys all know this verse. Um, let's see. Yeah, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So, um, you know, seek God and all things will be in place. If you put God at the forefront, you know, you don't need to worry about what's behind you because God's going to take care of that for you. Um, you can literally just let go of your fear and your, your doubts and your worry in the world about everything because if you have Jesus in your heart and if you truly believe it you, you're good God's got you in his hands and there's no better place to be uh, as far as I'm concerned um, so why then I, you know I didn't just learn all this stuff this week I've known it for a long time um, so how come I got all stressed out when my, when I, my apartment disappeared in, in Spain, you know? How come How come I just I didn't just kneel and, and pray and just say, it'll be fine and, and move on? Yeah. The answer is I'm a human. We all are. Um, we will carry our human nature with us to the grave. Um, no matter how many miracles or you know, how God proves himself, we will always doubt him. We will always, I don't want to say be lazy, but we will always get comfortable in our, in the, with the grace that we have. We'll think that we're, you know, we'll, we'll find a, an excuse to just stay home and watch TV instead of serving the Lord. Um, I know I'm guilty of that. Um, but that is why the Word tells us to renew our minds every day. Um, because we, we go into hibernation mode uh, you know there's, there's this song lyric I like it says when I have no enemies I'll sit and heart, I'll sit around and watch TV you know if, if, you, if you're not fighting the fight you know you just loaf around and assume everything's fine you know I'm that way I, I, don't, I don't like to go to the outside world unless I have to because you know I just I like my house I like my bubble I, everything's fine there I can control it you know you go outside people are nuts but um <laughs> You know, we just we we have to remember 
every day. We have to thank God every day and, and pray for faith and just know that He has us in His hands all the time and that there's nothing to worry about. Um, like I said, you know, uh, Peter is an example I like to use of somebody who saw Jesus firsthand do everything. He was Jesus' favorite disciple. He loved him more than all the others. He, he was the foundation for the church. Um, even he denied Jesus three times in one night. I mean, that, that's pretty bad. If I, if I heard somebody did that, I'd be like, man, I need to go to church or something, you know? But, I mean, that, that, that's serious. And can you imagine when he heard the rooster crow how guilty he felt? How much shame he had for what he'd done. I mean, can you imagine? Because I can. I've, I've felt that way. You know, and I really think that everybody who knows Christ, um, that you know it too, because you can't come to Christ without going through your sin first. You know, that's a big part of it. Obviously, remitting of sin is, is what. You know the essence of salvation, but you know you also have to come to face that sin and give it to God. So you know I think that we can all all relate. Nobody is uh, is perfect, but um, yeah, I just I think back to the day I, that I got saved. I was sitting right down there, and I just remember the weight that I felt on my chest and the conviction. You know, like. I'd never felt anything like that. Uh, then I remember praying in Brent's office and just life completely changed. Uh, you know, I was free and it was great. Uh, so, one, don't ever take your God's grace for granted. Don't, don't get too comfortable because God doesn't call us to live easy, comfortable lives. And uh, just remember that you, we are all surrounded by lost people every single day. Um, and who's going to reach out to these people if we don't? They're not going to see it on TV. I mean, I don't even like to watch the church channel. You know, they're not going to hear it on the radio. They have to hear it from somewhere. It's got to be from us. That's on our. That's on our backs. Um, and you know, uh, Dwayne was saying uh, it was a couple months ago. I think there was some article that came out that said that, that our region of, of Southern Illinois is one of the most <laughs> lost regions in America. Like, and we have eight million lost people in Illinois. That's crazy. How many people even live in Illinois? You know. That's got to be a huge chunk. We're the ones that have to do something about that. And, and that's our job. Uh, you know, when you get something for your birthday that is just amazing, you know, like say say you got a Van Gogh painting for your birthday, you know, you would go, you would call everybody you knew and tell them about it. Say, get over here and come see it. You know, and you'd be that way about Jesus. When I was a kid, the term was, uh, you know, are you on fire for Jesus? 
Everybody used to say that constantly. Um, but I think it applies, you know. I mean, it's, that's kind of how it feels when, when God calls you. It lights fire. So just, you know, seek God first. Everything will fall into place. And just remember that He has promised that His grace will never run out. And He will always be with us. And we will always have Him. Always have His love. So just don't forget that. And um, say a prayer. We'll close. Um, God, thank you so much for tonight. For hopefully speaking through me, God, I pray that uh, you will help me most of all because uh, I'm guilty of everything that I talked about up here. God, I just pray that um, I won't get lazy, that I will use every day like it's my last. God, I just uh, thank you so much for everything.